Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Wrath of Khan Minute, the podcast where we talk about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. My name is Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Hey, Chris. Hope you had a good uh, holiday weekend. I did. I did. Uh, Here we are, back in the middle of the week already. Yes. Um, So, yeah. So, we are talking about Minute 11 of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Minute 11 starts with McCoy saying, exactly. And ends a minute later with McCoy saying, "Hiding behind rules and regulations." Yes, and this uh, is this is, this, much, is oh, was, this is pretty much a minute of McCoy lecturing. <laughs> yes, this is Dullsville. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for, and I even said it last minute. I'm all for, you know, interactions between the characters and great dialogue. But yeah, this is like McCoy lecturing Kirk and. It's a little bit of Dullsville for me. It is. I, I, I agree. Um, and I think I talked about it last minute, too. This is this is one of my least favorite scenes in the whole movie. So. Right. Um, I did, uh, I, I did as I was going through the minute uh, before we before we came on the air, um, I think my favorite part of the minute is the, uh, the clock ticking in the background. <laughs> I know. I was going to mention something, and I'm like, the sound engineer for this particular minute did a fantastic job because you hear the clicking of the t- the clock, you hear the the little bing that goes off while McCoy's talking, and that you hear that nice crackle of that fire when they're sitting in those those chairs like a yeah. couple just having drinks. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's a good I don't know how many seconds here where we watch a uh, you know Kirk having a sip of Romulan ale and reacting to it. That yep. takes a little while to go, go <laughs> for him to get through that, and. Uh, uh, the awkward pause when he uh, he's like, I don't know what to say. I love McCoy's responsibility. You could say, thank you. <laughs> he's so sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I do love. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot but of clearly awkward Kirk moments. is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean, I will say that Shatner put a lot into that moment of drinking the Romulan ale and that expression of, ooh, this is strong, but damn, is it good. <laughs> He does. He milks it. Um, but, so, yeah. so after this, they, uh, uh, you know, Kirk starts to, uh, after the uncomfortable exchange, uh, you know, Kirk starts to head head over to the uh, uh, those super seventies hi fi stereo chairs that he's got parked next to the fireplace. <laughs> and Bone, <laughs> Bones getting after him. He's like, "Damn it! Why are we treating this like a funeral?" Um, he does walk by. I think we talked about it a little bit. We get to see a little more of his nook there, and uh, uh, get to see his Commodore sixty four on the, uh, on the yep. table, which is uh, yep. I still chuckle at. Um, but I, yep, and you see more of uh, more of his antiques. You see, I'm assuming those are Roman era or beyond, or you know, somewhere you know, helmets and armor. Is okay. that what I'm seeing on the wall? Yep. Yep. One of them has like a big tail or a, yeah. a hairpiece or something. <laughs> you know, Italian. You know, I, I, I'm not going to profess that I'm a history buff or anything, but I'm thinking back in that era. 
Right. I did think initially, um, and this is, I, I did initially think that, that one helmet with the the braid or whatever, I thought it was a bra. <laughs> Just oh. <laughs> thrown off on the, uh, uh, up on the wall, which, uh, which, you know, when you think about it, kind of fits a little bit with, with the Kirk we know from the original series, you know, Cook, uh, he always had a, you know, he's a bit of a womanizer. He seemed to every episode, have, you know, had a, a new lady friend, uh, as it were. Um, yep. And it actually, there's a, uh, somewhere within the scene, I'm not exactly sure where it is. Uh, there's another, uh, another moment that didn't, didn't make it to the film. And, uh, it's actually McCoy, uh, asking Kirk saying, Hey, so why isn't there a girl up here? Which I think he's alluding to. <laughs> um, one, you know, the, the the original series, but I think also two. I don't know if he's giving him a hard time because he thinks Kirk, Kirk's just obsessed with the Enterprise. Um, right, right. And I think that's one of the kind of <clears throat> in reading that. Um, and, and I do have a, one of my my reference materials, you know, for the podcast is a, a book called "The Making of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan" by Alan Asherman. Uh, so there's all sorts of interesting little tidbits in there. Um, <clears throat> but uh, one of the things this made me think of when he's you know, asking, oh, how can we have a girl up here and you know, make me reflect on the original series and all his ladies? Uh, in the films, right. I don't, he doesn't really have a love interest in, in any of the films that I can think of other than there's no. a, you know, like a, a, <clears throat> a, a, a wife role, right, in Generations or whoever that that woman was when he was in the Nexus, right? Oh yes, Antonia, and is it Antonia? I think who's in the who, who's on the horse that when he sees in the distance. Yeah, I forget. I think I forget that's the name. name. We're gonna get busted for that because we don't know her name. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think the, you know in all the movies he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't hook up with any ladies, which is uh, interesting. Interesting bit of character development, I guess, or character change. And I don't know if that goes with his midlife crisis or what. But it's interesting to note that like in, in these movies, you know, even though McCoy makes the allusion to, um, you know, Kirk's past from the series with the woman that when we look at the reboot, they definitely include that in the first movie where, you know, he's with the, uh, you know the green chick, and then he's trying to hit on. You know he's trying to hit on the. Uh, he's trying to hit on Ohora, and um, you know so they definitely play that up in that in the reboot more than they do. I think the only you know yeah in generations they allude to the him having a girl, and then obviously later I guess in this movie they allude to relationship, which we'll get into later. But sure. I don't think they. I don't think they, yeah, he has any... Yeah, he seems to be over his flings, right? That seems to be where, where we're at. Well, is, is this, this, this version of Kirk and the films and everything seems to be... Well, I, I say that, but then I think about Star Trek Four, and is there supposed to be an underlying romance there with the Cetacean Institute woman? Or is it just there I have a common goal of saving the whales? Yeah, I, got the, I always got the sense they were just more... Uh, yeah, they, they're... Uh, I would say colleagues is the right word. Right, got a common goal, right? She wants to save the whales. He wants to save the world. It's um, so there was just that mutual, yes, mutual passion. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was a, that was a scene to make it. Uh, one of the things too that I uh, I think we'll we're going to talk about in this film a little bit. We're also going to. I also 
would love to talk about it if, when we get to when we get to if we get to Star Trek three. Um, yes, is is Kirk's? Um, I'm going to say his his love for the Enterprise, his obsession with the Enterprise. I'm not sure the right right word, but you know, clearly the Enterprise is you know competing for competing for his affection with other people um right yeah no i that's a good way to put it is definitely uh he he has maybe only room in his his life for one woman and could be the enterprise right yeah the you know her the the ship uh right. I, have some, I have some quotes of things where he's where he's alluded to in in the original series his love for the the enterprise um there's a quote of him saying you know the enterprise is a beautiful lady and we love her that's yep. from um from I Mud, that episode. Mm. Um, I give, she takes is how he perceives her in the naked time. Um, uh, let's see. And this one, uh, he, he refers to her that he still dreams of that strange lodge that moves through the skies. <laughs> like very, very poetic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, was from, uh, that was from the Paradise Syndrome. Um, so definitely, you know, that's a. The Enterprise is a big part of his life, and it'll it comes to light here, it comes to light in the other films, and uh, we'll we'll touch on it more for sure. Right, right. So um, I meant to we, we we skipped over it, uh, just going backwards, uh, going back to his Commodore. Yes, his <laughs> sixty four. There, I just wanted to. I don't know um, if if folks are curious, but the our our opening logo. Where our opening intro of the podcast, uh, the "Welcome Aboard, Captain." Uh, if people were wondering where that came from or what that is, it's a, it's a it's actually a bit of an inside joke um, for for Dave and I. Um, I had uh, when I was a kid growing up, I had a Texas Instruments ninety nine four A computer. You remember that computer? And, yep. Uh, oh yeah. One of the uh, you, know, you write programs on it, right? And you think you had to save them off onto cassette tapes, right? Yes. That was how high tech it was. <laughs> But one of the really cool things it had was a speech synthesizer. It was this little, you know, module you plugged into the side, and all of a sudden, all the <laughs> games you had, you know, they could talk in this, you know, right? Yeah, in the soulless. Robotic or we could voice. use it to, yeah, we could use it to say bad words and all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but that's right, you could program it. Um, but anyway, there was a there was a game that came out. Uh, it was actually. Uh, an arcade game that came out in 82, so same time, same year as the movie, as Wrath of God came out, called Star Trek Strategic Opu- yeah, Star Trek Strategic Operations Simulator. And it was a, a vector, vector-based vector arcade game, very similar to the, I think it was the first Star Wars game. You remember the one where you played yep. the X-Wing? And, um, yeah, it was that same sort of like battle zone, like it was yes. all like geometric shapes and uh, neon lights and... Yep, like Tempest, right? That was another yes. classic. Um so in in strategic in the Star Trek arcade arcade game, as when you, you put your quarter in, you know you get the opening logo, the opening notes of the Enterprise theme, and then you know the the voice of Spock says, "Welcome aboard, Captain." And it's like, right. oh, it's Spock, it's Leonard Nimoy. You know how'd they get him in there? And, um, so <laughs> you know they, the game was a success, so they ported it out to uh, all the different you know Atari twenty six hundred, but it was they made one for the TI ninety nine and and. With the help of the speech synthesizer, you get the welcome board, Captain. It, the, the, 
the weird voice that we play at the top of every show. <laughs> um, if, if you find it, if you if you look it up on if you look it up on YouTube, you can find the uh, someone playing the arcade game, and you can hear yeah. the Welcome Aboard Captain, and it's it's pretty spot on. It's it sounds like Leonard Nimoy, uh, but the uh, right yeah the, the crummy one we play at the top of the show is is from my my TI nine M four A. Anyway, a little I, think I just that. remember that from again yeah us growing up and going over your house and playing with that and that's and when we were talking about doing the podcast that was the first thing that went through my head was oh welcome aboard captain <laughs> that's a great way to start the show anyway so what else we got boy lecture 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 uh, sitting in the funky retro chairs cool fireplace i think we're yeah we're finally getting to the heart of we're finally getting to the heart of what is bugging Kirk, though. We're finally sort of, um, you know, what his problem is and why um, he's had an attitude through these few few minutes that we've seen him already. You know, even when he was, uh, you know, I'm not a drama critic or, you know, his shortness with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Savick and you know, even the discomfort when Spock says happy birthday, we're sort of, we're building up and we're sort of getting to that resolution of what is going on with him. And we we're sort of, you know, between this minute and next minute, we're finally getting the answer to why yeah, he's, McCoy, he's so angry. McCoy's figured it out, right? Yes. He, McCoy knows he should be on the enterprise. He should be right. Commanding that ship. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I still, I still, how old am I now? I'm in my forties. Right. And, uh, I still giggle. When McCoy throws the, he says "bull." You know, he calls. Yeah, he calls him on it, and I. It's still, you know, eleven-year-old me giggling like, "Oh, McCoy said bull." <laughs> uh, you know, that's like the equivalent of swearing in in, in Star Trek. Um, but uh, so yeah, so uh, there we have it. So what's what's Kirk doing? He's hiding, hiding behind rules and regulations. Regulations. Yeah, so, he's you know spare me your notions poetry, Doctor. We have our assigned duties. You know, and he's he's like you know I'm following, you know the rules and the regulation of I'm an admiral now, and um you know I'm. Yeah. And he totally regrets it. That's that's what I be, yeah. And he, you can totally tell he regrets that. That's what he you know he doesn't want to be. Don't, don't lecture me. You know I don't want to be lectured on the choices that I've made, poor as they may be. You know I I get that. You know I'm now admiral and I'm stuck here. Right. And uh, and yeah, it's got to be a got to be a drag you know you're not you're not in the you're not in the midst of everything right you're you're just right. telling all the captains what to do and they're off doing their thing and yeah lame it's a cool title but yeah exactly but it brings back up uh you know as we often go back to you know uh the motion picture he sort of had this argument with decker as well about you know he was an admiral there and he demotes decker so that he can assume command and you know he he once again i think he realized you know he is the best chance at, at their success with him at the helm. And it's just sort of history repeating itself where he's like, damn, I made the wrong choice here. You know, I'm, my best destiny or my best choice is to be on the Enterprise. Right. Well said. Which, which, which again brings back that whole love of the Enterprise and, you know, that's the only woman for him sort of thing. Yep. And there you have it. Yes, boring, boring minute. <laughs> We're selling this episode. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just skip it. Just skip the. Yeah. Skip it. Go to the next minute. Um, well, that was all I had in my notes for 
for this minute. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I mean, you know, it's, we're expanding on, we're finally getting to the resolution of Kirk's anger, and I think, uh, you know, a few minutes coming up is going to be spectacular. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, then, why don't we wrap this one up and uh, uh, move on to some more interesting stuff, shall we? Sure. Sure. So, yeah, in the meantime, everybody, if you could just uh, 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 help out the show by uh, uh, going to iTunes and giving us a rating and a review, uh, that would really uh, really help us out. We're, uh, uh, our, we're, we'd love to be the number one podcast out there on iTunes about the Wrath of Khan. Yep. Um, so uh, uh, your ratings and reviews will help us with that. Uh, much appreciated. Um, you can also go check us out on Twitter, uh, WOK Minute on Twitter. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, uh, Rathacon Minute Podcast. And uh, again, we also have an Instagram. We have an Instagram account uh, now, too. So that is set up, uh, Rathacon Minute on Instagram. So you can find us pretty much anywhere now. Yay! Yay! And uh, again, we'd love to hear from you, too, and uh, do reader mail on the show. So if you. Uh, if you have some stuff you want to uh, share with us about upcoming minutes, um, we've definitely heard from some folks about minutes we've already done, but we'd love to hear about upcoming minutes that we could share. Yep. Um, yeah, and if you have a and if you have a favorite minute and we've gone over it, please let us know. Or if there's a favorite minute coming up, yeah, you know, let us know. I mean, we're going to point out our favorite minutes, and we'd like you guys to do the same. Right. And if I'll just warn you ahead of time, if you say this is your favorite minute, we're going to make fun of you on the air. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> All right, so until then, uh, we'll see you next time on Rathacon Minute.